1170. The Answer. San Diego. The Andrea K Show is sponsored by Andrea K. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, 5'2", and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Dynamite! Here she is, Andrea K. Good evening and welcome to the Andrea K Show. Glad to have you all here with me. It is Monday Madness. Lots of crazy happening on uh, here. In fact, speaking of crazy, uh, I actually have one of my good friends who's a conservative who's actually going to be here to say that we Republicans, we might need to be, you know, uh, lighten up a little bit. We might need to, you know, over this whole White House Correspondence Dinner. So it is truly madness when my friend Jen Kearns shows up here and she's about to tell us that we need to lighten up a little bit. So stay tuned for that. Um, stay tuned for tomorrow. That's when my buddy DJ Carrot Sticks is going to be back with us. Uh, he's actually on vacation. But joining me uh, and keeping the grease going, in fact, uh, I wouldn't be able to do a Facebook Live right now if it wasn't for him. It's DJ Radish. When you have zero radishes, it feels like a spider web is your boyfriend. It's the worst feeling in the world. You is talking loco, and I like it. Talking loco. The perfect clip for tonight's Monday Madness show. Good grief. Before I get into any of the hot topics of the day, though, I have to dedicate tonight's show uh, to a gal that's been uh, my bestie since I was 17 years old. Uh, we got off the uh, bus and joined the sorority together and uh, dedicating tonight's show to her because her little, her fur baby princess uh, is going through a rough time right now. And that means that it's a rough time for my best friend at a time. It is it is truly madness because it's at a time when things should be at the best for my buddy Liz, but it's not. And so, you know, I don't know why the Lord only gives us a certain amount of time with their fur babies, um, but he does. And um, so, you know, typically it's 12 to 14 years. So as much time as we have left with Princess, I just want to dedicate the show uh, to my buddy Liz and to Princess. Um, if you guys want to be a part of the show, 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. Um, all right, uh Monday, you know, you you know, you think that uh, there's not really going to be that much big news happening on a Monday, but one of the first things that happens today was that Benjamin Netanyahu, who I happen to, I, I think I have my longest standing crush, is on Benjamin Netanyahu for about 20 years now. He comes out today, about uh, 11 days before President Trump has to make a decision about the Iran nuclear deal, and he comes out and gives an incredible PowerPoint presentation. I mean, this was a PowerPoint presentation better than any I ever gave back in the day during my corporate sales career. So he comes out and gives this uh, PowerPoint presentation, slide after slide, image after image, with like talking about something like 55,000 pieces of pages of information and documents and emails to support the fact that um, the uh, Iranian government has been lying to the world about their um, nuclear program. And in fact, even after the Obama administration had signed the Iran nuclear deal, of which many of the details were still left uh, to our imagination because it, it was supposedly done with all these other world leaders, but then there ended up being some secret aspects to it that only John Kerry knew of. Um you know, even after that time in 2015, according to Newt, uh, not Newt Gingrich, according to uh, Benjamin Netanyahu today, they moved their facility 
in order to continue to hide it. Now, part of the aspects, if you remember, of the Iran nuclear deal was that they're going to, we keep hearing about how they've fully complied with everything, which they haven't because they continue to to launch you know, tests. But one of the things that we also heard was that uh, um, not only were they in compliance, but that we could trust them to actually be on the honor system and self-regulate. And, and, and then report back to us what test, you know, they had been done and how they were honoring uh, the agreement. It, it's, it, and if we could trust them so much, why did we have to buy them off to the tune of $150 billion in, in a variety of different ways? $1.3 billion was cash that was laundered and sent by the Obama administration. And, you know, there are many people right out the gate. A lot of the what I think are many of the never Trumpers came out and immediately said, you know, oh, the, oh, look how the Obama administration was played. Look how they were duped. They weren't duped. The Obama administration knew full and dang well. Probably it was probably even agreed upon, you know, with, as part of the secret deal that John Kerry did with the aspects that were kept from the American people. They knew full dang well what the Iranian government was all about, that when they were teaching their kids to chant death to America every day in the schools and when they were declaring that their game, their end goal was to get these weapons and destroy and wipe Israel and, and America off the, path, off the map, that they meant it. So all this deal really did was, was by time for the Iranian government while we were funding this very program. So I was a little disheartened to hear today um uh oh gosh i can't even remember what his name was on hannity this morning um longtime conservative shoot i don't know why i'm I'm, probably because i was so astounded um by the interview in which you know he called um benjamin netanyahu the boy who cried wolf and said that netanyahu was just you know lying basically and he didn't believe him well you know i i think clearly if you are to believe benjamin netanyahu then you are to realize that our own intelligence agencies had let us down well, of course they let us down. We're going to not believe Benjamin Netanyahu. We're going to think he went to the world with pictures and images and files and all of that and lied. We're going, we're going to believe that he lied because we don't want to accept the fact that our own intelligence agencies that have been lying to us here for years, we don't want to believe that, that they missed the mark here. We've got, look at the FBI, look at the corruption that have gone on with our highest law enforcement agency. The FBI right now, another story that broke today was how Comey had been colluding with Mueller seconds after he had been fired. We know when he said to Brett Baer and hat tip to Rush Limbaugh for calling through these, this audio clip, but when he says to Brett Baer, Baer, his assignment was to go to Trump and talk only about the salacious aspects of the GPS, Fusion GPS dossier file, what does he mean assignment? That was by Clapper and by John Brennan, the head of our national security, or head of our NSA, and the head of our CIA and the FBI have dedicated all of their time in a deep state, deep state operation to fight against conservatives, to deny the will of the people in a free and fair election, and then to work to have a, a craft an insurance policy in which to wage a silent coup attempt. We only have so many people in the field. So the priorities have clearly not been protecting the United States from foreign enemies. It's clearly been about a deep state operation. And we can see how they've missed the mark from an intelligence operation when you see how they let us down with the Boston um, terrorist attack that happened the day of the Boston Marathon. When you see how they let us down with San Bernardino, Pulse Nightclub, Parkland. Variety of different. Uh, there was even, uh, I think, with the community college in Oregon in which 
uh, some student went and asked everybody before he started shooting whether or not they were a Muslim or a Christian. I think that was one that we found out that we always find out after the fact that there were red flags. The kid at, at Ohio State who drove up on the sidewalks and then got out and started, you know, trying to kill people. We know uh, there that there were red flags that were missed. And the majority of these people were refugees that have been brought into this country in one way or another and weren't properly vetted. But when it comes to the, uh, the Sarnayev brothers, the Russian government themselves warned us. So you know what? If I have to right now choose who I'm going to believe involving uh, the Iran nuclear program and what's secret and what they're doing behind the scenes and, and the intelligence communities, I'm going to trust Israel right now. Because I believe that the Israeli in, uh, intelligence communities have a singular focus, and it is to protect the state of Israel from the scourge that is radical Islam. Our intelligence communities don't have that as a singular focus. In fact, it was Bob Mueller himself under the Obama administration who actually told the FBI and removed anything related to Sharia and radical Islam from the FBI's investigative efforts. We still don't have answers as to Las Vegas and what was going on there. We've got radio silence involving that. And ISIS took claim to that, and ISIS has never been found to have made a false claim. So if I have to choose which intelligence agencies I'm going to believe right now, I'm going to go with Israel's. Another big story that we've got to talk about uh, coming up a little later in the show is the caravans here. It's at the border. And you know what? President Trump has said, you know, they're not to come into this country. Of course, we can. There's actually been footage of these migrants actually hopping the fence to come in. So even though I don't like Lindsey Graham, he made a good point uh, this morning when he said, we've got to look at the laws that we've got in place because the wall's not going to be able to stop all of them. But, but if we have these asylum laws to where the, if somebody shows up on our border and claims the need for asylum, we have to grant them a hearing. I'm not sure if that's true, but if that's true, then I don't like Lindsey Graham. We, you know, I'm one of the many people that has called him Gramnesty. But if that's true, then we need to quickly take care of our laws here in this country because otherwise you know there otherwise a border wall is not going to help us if all anybody has to do is get to the border and claim the need for asylum and they get to come in and then they get to wait two years for a hearing and then rejoin as part of some family reunification be able to just become dispersed throughout our society and stay here then the wall's not going to help us and that's the first time anybody's put that into that context So we're going to talk about that a little later on the show. And then anything else you want to talk about, the number is 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. We're going to take a break. When we come back, Jen Kearns. Everybody's talking today about the White House Correspondents' Dinner and this comedian nobody had ever heard of before and the the complete vulgar, repulsive attacks that she's made. Well, you know what? Jen Kearns is going to be here, and she says maybe we need to lighten up. I don't know what y'all think. Come back. More Andrea K. Show coming up. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K, spelled K-A-Y-E. Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hadley of the Hadley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. The power company changed their peak hours from 4 to 9 p.m. That's when you're not producing power. I have a solution for that. 
battery backup system. You might not know what that is, but combined with solar, you can program these batteries to charge and discharge at will, meaning you control how you're getting and using your power that you produced. My name is Jesse Keegan, owner of Keegan Electric Solar. After serving in the Marine Corps, I've decided to make San Diego my home. I'm not a salesman, just an electrician who wants to help customers zero out their electric bill. I only use the best equipment with 25-year warranties, in-phase microinverters, LG panels. I will custom design a system to meet your needs. If you need an electrical panel upgrade, I'm offering a $2,000 credit with the purchase of an installed solar panel system. To learn more, go to KeeganElectricSolar.com. That's KeeganElectricSolar.com. I can't wait to help you with your power solutions. Visit KeeganElectricSolar.com. Visit KeeganElectricSolar.com today. Many of us know how high school today is not the same as the high school in the 60s and 70s. Pressure to achieve, the competitiveness, the anxiety to fit in, and the loneliness has made being a teenager a pretty tough job today. In Bob Walter's book, Facing Reality in American Education, he looks at ways to help young people understand how amazing they really are, for students to discover their gifts and talents, to excel and be all they can be. I'm sure you agree. Buy your copy or register for our next conference at bobwalters.net. How are all these new tax laws affecting the American homeowner? Andrea Kay here. And making the best use of your financial assets can be difficult. I believe you need a reliable mortgage professional that can help reduce your stress and help manage your available options to create a home loan plan that best suits your needs. If you're not working with someone who has a clear view of what's going on, don't make the assumption that you know how to navigate today's financial home loan obstacles. Call my guy, Dave Stapleton, certified mortgage planning specialist with First Choice Loan Services. Dave and his team of professionals will walk you through every element of home financing, and they'll point you in the right direction when it comes to financial preparedness. Call Dave today at 760-815-8987. No matter if you're buying or refinancing, Dave is here for you. 760-815-8987. That's 760-815-8987. Message and data rates may apply. Remembering when to change your fridge filter is a hassle. Remembering the right filter is almost impossible. So at Filters Fast, we have some good advice. Forget it. Instead, remember this. Text WATER11 to 443443 and check fridge filters off your to-do list forever. Get it all taken care of for a fraction of big box store prices with a Filters Fast brand filter. To see how much you can save, plus get free shipping, text WATER11 to 443443. With a huge range of brand name filters available, Filters Fast is America's number one online filtration company. And you can get a Filters Fast brand filter for a fraction of the price, delivered to your door every time you need it. No need to remember. It's not a matter of if you need a fridge filter. Why not text to get it taken care of? To see how much you can save and get free shipping, text WATER11 to 443443. That's W-A-T-E-R-1-1 to 443443. AM 1170, The Answer. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. Glad to have y'all here with me, 888-344-1170. I like to think I'm somebody with a sense of humor. One of my favorite uh, comedies is Old School. I can never watch Old School where I don't laugh till I have tears running down my face when I see Frank the Tank streaking down the street. Have you ever seen that, DJ Radish? Do you know the movie that I'm talking about? Isn't that hilarious? I mean, that's really up in my top three comedies. 
So I kind of like to think that I'm somebody that that knows a good joke when I hear it. Um, when it comes to TV shows, I still love watching reruns of Frasier. Um, I like watching reruns of France. I think I got a good sense of humor. But I did not find the comments by that uh, comedian, if you can even call her that. I'd never heard of this person before, although, I, you know, I don't typically go see stand-up. I, don't, I didn't think that, uh, you know, um, of course, I, you know, maybe I'm wrong, but I'm not one to actually, you know, crack up and, you know, slap my knee over an infanticide joke. But my buddy Jen Kearns, here from the Hill, she's here with me tonight, and she says we need to lighten up. Girl, what the what? <laughs> well, look, I, I can tell you didn't enjoy Kathy Griffin 2.0, and I have to admit, I didn't really either. I didn't think she was that funny. Uh, a couple of things stood out to me, of course. The, the Michelle Wolf's abortion joke was beyond uh, grotesque. I mean, to, to go into that sort of detail, I mean, there's a reason that we no longer have partial birth abortion in this country. Uh, we got rid of it, thankfully, in 2003. Uh, the Supreme Court of the United States of America upheld that ban in 2007. And so to hear somebody talk about abortion in the way that she did was awfully grotesque, especially over dinner conversation. Yeah. I thought that was just beyond the pale. Uh, you know, she, she dropped also a couple of F-bombs. Uh, I thought that was far too vulgar for family viewing. You know, there are a lot of kids that watch that show, that want to yeah. be journalists someday, that look yeah. forward to that, just like watching the Oscars. And I thought that was unfortunate. But really, the, the thing that's really caught the nation's attention, as you know, is this bashing of conservative women. And you see it all the time, I'm sure, as a radio host. I see it all the time at doing TV and writing pieces. Um, you know, the, the suggestion that a tree should actually fall on Kellyanne Conway, yeah. the counselor to the president of the United States, the first successful female campaign manager of a presidential campaign in American history, a working woman and a mother of four to suggest that a tree should fall on her. Uh, I think is is truly outrageous. And then you look at what they said about uh, what the comedian said about Sarah Huckabee Sanders, uh, that she's a liar uh, just because they disagree with her. They call her a liar. That's a big tactic of the left. Um, and then also made veiled references to her appearance. Uh, I thought that was also outrageous. And, and look, it, it's stuff that goes on every single day, as you know, against mm -hmm. conservative women out there fighting the battle. Well, yeah, not to mention the fact that she also made some comment about white women not being there for other white women. You know, the, the left's rhetoric against white people, of, of which we're not supposed to, of which if we call out, we're the racist, actually. Um, you know, because, you know, the, the hypocrisy here is not just about women. You know, this is, this is the party that claims that they're the party of minorities, that they're, par they're the party that supposedly, you know, cares about children right after Parkland. Yet let's break down the hypocrisy while we're at it. Okay, so we had March for Our Lives in which we were not allowed to criticize any of the, of the high schoolers coming out in any of their comments because we're not, you know, they, we're not allowed to criticize children. And oh, by the way, this is supposed to be about protecting children's lives, but she can make a grotesque comment, you know, laughing about the murder of children. Um, they're supposed mm -hmm. to be the party, you know, for women and claimed that uh, Mitt Romney's comment, binders full of women, proved that the Republican Party hates women. 
Um, this is the party that's supposed to be about uh, tolerance and is supposed to be about diversity, uh, yet it's a constant negative comment against white people. I actually think she was the perfect choice for the left because I think she perfectly represented them. There are some people today that are saying that the left, you know, didn't want to own her. I say no, that they, they didn't push back. They if, own it. They own it. And they, they didn't, put, they, yeah. and they, none of them, and what, if they truly cared about women and they truly cared about um, tolerance, they would have gotten up and walked out in the middle of her. Yeah, it's true. It's true. And look, they do own it. And anytime liberals do this, anytime liberals go on stage at these events or at the Oscars and make the political speech where the entire population of America can see what these people are, I think it's a great day. It exposes them for for who they are. Uh, But I have to say, and here's goes back to your introduction of me. I I have to say that as awful as things were Mm -hmm. that, that that comedian said at the White House Correspondents' Dinner, I do still believe at the end of the day as a patriot that she did have the right to save him, mm-hmm. not simply because she was paid to be there by the White House Correspondents' Dinner and by the club, and uh, she had their tacit endorsement just by being on the stage, but she had a right through her First Amendment constitutional rights. So I, I know that we we disagree sometimes. I know that a lot of my colleagues got up and left. A friend of mine, Mercedes Schlapp, got up and left. Her husband, Matt Schlapp. Uh, the founder of or chairman of CPAC got up and left. Um, but I, I do think at the end of the day, the point of the press club did end up getting proven, which is no matter how egregious a thing one might say, one still has the right to say it. And I, I hear right. this all the time from military guys in the San Diego community. They say, look, no matter how how much you, you want to say against America, you still have your right to say it. That's what they went and fought for. And I hear that all the time. I try to model ourselves after those guys. But but look, I, I find it ironic a little bit of my Republican colleagues in the same week that we lauded Kanye West for saying we should have freedom of thought and freedom of expression. Then it's difficult. We can't then turn around and say that the comedian at the White House was offensive and we don't like it. and She shouldn't have had the right to say it. So um, it, it's a little bit of a sticky wicket for me personally, just right. because I'm, I'm in the press. I, I love commentating. I so adore the First Amendment. But I think you're right. They did show themselves for who they right. are, which is far left uh, fascist, really. They call us that a lot, but, right. but they really are the ones that want to stifle our freedom of expression when it comes to it. Well, that's why I really loved the fact that you wrote that piece and, and why, why you were raising this point. Because, And we're talking to Jen Kearns, uh, contributor at The Hill, because I am one of these people, like Sean Hannity, that, that we believe so much in the First Amendment rights that we will fight for somebody's right to say things that we find absolutely repulsive. And that was actually something that I, that I said earlier when I take my segment on One American. American News, I think I brought up this point. I can't remember. I was like so caught up. In, you know, you, you can go out of body at times when you're when you're commenting <laughs> as a pundit. I don't know if you've ever experienced that. But it's like, yeah. well, that's one it's of the like things. Cindy that, Brady on the Brady button. Right. So the camera turns on. <laughs> exactly. But it's like, you know, we are the we are the party that values free speech. Um, we just tell people that that we think just because you can doesn't mean you should. We're pushing back today saying that it was it was uh, it was uh, repulsive and vulgar. Not there's 
nobody that's trying to deny her the opportunity to speak. However, it's the left that wants to deny us uh, the opportunity to speak. When they feel entitled to say whatever they want to say, no matter how vicious, no matter how cruel, and then they want to hide behind the First Amendment like the Fresno State professor, uh, you know, Michelle Wolf is saying today, well, I've got the right to free speech. You do. But you know what? And we're, we want you to have that speech. Just like we think that the KKK and everybody else, no matter how, Farrakhan and all the rest, they, everybody has the right to free speech. Why don't we have that as well? Why is it that Ann Coulter, Milo and others are, you know, or, or even Trump supporters were egged, attacked for trying to express their First Amendment rights? We've got bakers through, you know, that aren't being allowed to have their free speech. The left trying to shut down uh, Hogg out of Florida, trying to shut down Laura Ingram and others. So it's the hypocrisy yep. on the free speech with which we have issue, correct? Yeah, absolutely. And look, we, we give them the benefit of the doubt every single time. They don't give it to us. It's ironic. I was on MSNBC over the weekend, and this guy continued uh, to debate me, this Democrat radio host. Uh, and uh, and he, he just kept calling Trump a fascist. And I turned to him, and I finally said, you do realize if he were truly a fascist, this network would not be on the air. <laughs> yeah. They, they, they just they continue to call the right something. But I go back to what my grandmother used to say. Whenever you're pointing your finger at somebody else, there's always four pointing right back at you. Sometimes I think the left projects onto us what they actually are, and that is fascist. If you look through history, Mm -hmm. it was the communists and it was the socialists who uh, joined forces with the fascists, not the other way around. It was uh, conservatives time and time again that were the liberators. You look at Winston Churchill, uh, people that um, liberated people around the world. It was always someone who took the conservative path as we do. Absolutely. I mean, she's, you know, accusing Trump of loving white nationalists and being a Nazi uh, when when they're the party of Antifa. You know, I mean, she's imagine a conservative, quote, comedian going up there and accusing Obama of loving Islamic terrorists because he had the Muslim Brotherhood at the White House. Or imagine some conservative. (laughs) Right. Or imagine some conservative, you know, comedian going up there and making some nasty comment about Michelle Obama. And I'm one of these people and I know some conservatives did. But, you know, most didn't. I mean, there's there's a line, you know, that we try to not not cross. And it's not as though there wasn't material there to make comments about, you know, some liberal women's appearance. But we, you know, we try to stick to policy and we couldn't even criticize Obama on policy without being called a racist. But they can get some comedian can get up there and make the kind of statements that she made. It was appalling. The good news, I think, in this, Jen, to advance the story a little bit is now there's a discussion about because the left always goes too far. And she went so far that people are now saying maybe it's just time to get rid of this White House correspondence dinner. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I think President Trump was even the first to suggest that. And it shows once again uh, what a trailblazer he is. He's always thinking, uh, you know, the media is always thinking one news cycle to the next, one 24-hour cycle to the other. President Trump is always thinking a year down the line, five years down the line, 10 years down the line. For him to suggest that I thought was quite brilliant. Mm-hmm. It will be interesting now, and I'm going to use this in all of my arguments going forward, that in light of this vulgar, disgusting comedian's jokes, uh, we all need to elevate the conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all need to uh, pick apart principles, not pick apart people. I'm going to try to do that uh, next time I go up against a liberal. We'll see. I don't think they'll give me the benefit of the doubt, as you just mm-hmm. said, but uh, we'll see. Stay tuned for that. Well, but see, that's, you know... Uh... There's something to be said for the fact that President Trump was elected because he did punch back and maybe he did, you know, there's something to be said for, how do, 
haven't we always risen above it? And and in doing so, didn't we yeah. pave the way? Didn't we embolden the bullies? So I would like to think, here's where I got to push back you a little bit for your plan. But I would like to think that elevating it and, you know, actually elevating the discourse, I, you know, is a good way to go. But that, I don't know that that works. It's like Mitt Romney bringing a spork to a knife fight with Obama. Don't you sometimes have to punch back and get down a little bit in the dirt and roll around? Or do you not think so? Yeah, I do think so. I do think so. Maybe, maybe I'm spending too much time on the East Coast now, losing a little of my West Coast Western spirit. But <laughs> it, 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 it'll be interesting to see what happens. I, I would expect the White House Correspondents Association in the next couple of days to come out, maybe even as early as tomorrow, and let us know what their plans are for this dinner going forward. And, and then maybe we can have a conversation on, okay, what changed? Yeah. What, what's going to be the new approach there? It'll be interesting to see how that un- unfolds. Well, I hope so, because you know what? If they're smart, they will you know, issue a, a stronger statement than what that Tarloff or whatever her, Tarzoff or whatever her name was. Some people reported that she apologized on behalf of Wolf, but she didn't. She just gave some weasel kind of answer like you know, well, she doesn't represent the me uh, the the media, but she represents us or something, which was was which was really noncommittal. Um, because there are taxpayers that are saying, you know what, enough of this. I've actually kind of wondered myself. Last question for you: Why we even have this? Because there's something that makes me uncomfortable. Any uh, to even have the press, which is supposed to be. Uh, you know, free and fair and impartial and objective with the role of holding our, our officials accountable. And I just feel like the White House Correspondents' Dinner shows me it's just a little too cozy. And I'm kind of I'm kind of liking the idea of just abolishing it and, 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 and tethering, getting getting rid of the ties between the press and any administration. What do you think about that? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Uh, if you're someone like President Trump, you're looking at this and you're saying, well, why in the world would I continue to fund something that's 100% against me. Uh, look at PBS. Look at uh, their political programming. Uh, look at how they're trying to uh, mold the minds of our kids, even as young as like Sesame Street. Um, and, and you turn on NPR any day of the week. It is 95, I would say maybe even 97% liberal content around the clock. Mm-hmm. And guess who's paying for that? You and I are paying for that. The taxpayers are paying for that. And, and I think it is time to sort of re-examine this. There's enough public interest now in journalism. You have things like Wikipedia that are supported by public donations. Mm -hmm. People voluntarily give to it because they care about the First Amendment. They care about the journalistic cause. Maybe it's time to look at doing that for somebody like NPR. Maybe it's time to get off the uh, taxpayer teat there. Yeah, I'm with you there. All right. So uh, Jen Kearns from The Hill, when's your article up or is it up right now? It is up in the morning, 6.30 a.m. Eastern Time. You can check it out at thehill.com. All right. Thanks so much for being on the show again. Monday Madness you, with Jen Kearns. All right, honey. Thanks so much. All right. We're going to take a quick break. We come back. We got more of the Andrea K. Show coming up. Don't go anywhere. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K. Show. And like her Facebook page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. If you don't have an estate plan, then the state 
not you, will determine what happens to everything you've worked so hard to provide for your family. Hi, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hatley. I know this not only because of my professional experience, but also having survived a seven-year probate after my father passed away. With the average home in California valued at $1.5 million, that equates to $66,000 in probate fees. The value in having an estate plan is avoiding conservatorship if you become mentally incapacitated and probate when you pass on. Call me for a free consultation at 858-792-3444. That's 858-792-3444. Your family will be dealing with enough. So give me a call at 858-792-3444. The number one myth with a reverse mortgage is that you can't keep your home. Hi, I'm Michelle Cole, and I'm here to tell you that is absolutely false. You can keep and stay in the home you love with better cash flow and maintain the lifestyle of your choice. If you or someone you love is over the age of 62, call me today at 858-344-5998 and I'll use my 30 plus years experience in lending to see if a customized reverse mortgage is the right solution for you. I'll even pay your appraisal fee. That's 858-344-5998, 858-344-5998. HelpWantedSanDiego.com salutes the employee of the month, the one employee you can't live without. The others, let's just call them Dave. Hey, Dave, you missed yesterday's meeting. You said you'd be there. True, Mr. Employee of the Month, but yesterday was opposite day, so when I said I was going, I actually meant I wasn't. Wait, wait, opposite day? So everything you said yesterday had the opposite meaning? Right. So, wait, when you told me you didn't have pink eye... I actually have a raging case of it. And when you said you finished the Q3 reports... Haven't even started them. Oh, well then, that must mean that when you were asking for a raise, you were really asking for a pay cut. Touché, Mr. Employee of the Month. Touché. <laughs> if you don't mind hiring Daves, go to the National Job Boards. They may be free, but trust us, they'll cost you. But if you want Employees of the Month, go where smart local job seekers find good local jobs. HelpWantedSanDiego.com. Local jobs that work. We don't discriminate against people named Dave. Dave is a common name, fun to say, and so we're using it as a catch-all for lackluster employees everywhere. Please don't write us to tell us you were insulted by this ad. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. Individuals and businesses with tax problems. Listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, U.S. Tax Shield can help you take back control. The IRS can seize your bank accounts, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Our team of tax attorneys can stop collections and get you protected. U.S. Tax Shield offers a price protection guaranteed quote to get you protected today. U.S. Tax Shield is A-plus rated with the BBB, so call 800-466-9625. U.S. Tax Shield, 800-466-9625. No secret around here. I like things my way. My way keeps our customers happy. My way keeps us on budget. My way keeps this place running. And my way means ordering from Granger. They've got what we need when we need it. With simplified checkout, dedicated customer reps, and knowledgeable product experts, I can order online, on the phone, or at a branch the way I like it. My way. When it comes to effortless ordering, Granger's got your back. Call, click Granger.com, or stop by to see for yourself. Granger. For the ones who get it done. AM 1170, The Answer. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. Rolling along here. 888-344-1170. If you would like to be a part of the show, that's 888-344-1170. 
Um, this is the uh, Monday uh, time that we would normally have our Monday meet-em segment. And I had scheduled uh, Governor California Governor candidate John Cox was going to be on the show. We had to reschedule. And when uh, it was a late, I got to tell you all this story because it just means so much to me. Um, it was a late day reschedule, which, you know, um, when you when you find, when somebody cancels on you like an hour and a half from the show, it kind of jams you up in terms of show prep and so I, you know, I was I was put out by it more because as a voter, I was left to wonder, you know, really, you know, I had some concerns about that in terms of, you know, I'm I'm a nut about a few things honoring commitments. Long story short, my friend Elisa Brent got him on the phone, and he ended up calling me, and I had just an amazing conversation with him. You know, I'm somebody that you know I started actually doing a radio show. Um, because I have such a passion for politics and for this country and and to fight against the very socialist and Marxist crap that's going on in this country. This isn't just something that I do for fun. This is this is truly my life's blood and what it's about. Yeah, I spent, you know, got sidetracked a few years in corporate America, but I'm a nut about honoring commitments. And so I ended up having the most amazing conversation with John Cox. You know, he actually took the time out of his busy day to call me. He heard my concerns. And, you know, I, you know, he's going to be rescheduled to come on the show. And I can't wait for you guys to hear what he had to say. Because I posed a couple of, you know, really tough questions to him in terms of we've got these caravans right now at the border. And he's, and, and he agreed with me. He said that this is a Trojan horse meant to take us down. There's no other explanation for why a, a, an organization that has, has money. To not only bring them from the southern to the southern border of Mexico, all the way up through Mexico to the to the San Diego border, and now we see these images and the oh them sleeping on the concrete. How could the how could the Trump administration turn them away? See, they're using the the left is using these migrants in order to you know take us take us over from within it truly is an invasion they don't these people don't have to be sleeping on the concrete there's about 100 of them that organization is funded enough to where that organization could take them to the Rosarito Beach hotel but the problem we've got is that we do have these as- asylum laws, as I talked about earlier on the show, to where if anybody can get to the border and claim asylum, then I guess we're required to give them a hearing. So we need legislators that are going to work with us on those laws. But hat tip to President Trump for turning them around. And I was really encouraged by John Cox's response to that in terms of sanctuary cities. You know, one of, I always put it out to you guys for topic ideas for the show, and somebody wanted me to talk about the homeless situation here in California. And, you know, that's one of the things that when John Cox does come on the show, we're going to talk about, because it is a huge problem here. And you've got these hundred or so migrants that don't speak our language, don't have the education to get a job, and the average cost of a home in San Diego was $700,000. It's $4 for a tank of gas here. They can't afford to live here. So they're going to end up as a part of the homeless encampments. Even even when they're on entitlements. We've got people making six figures living in RVs around California. Because you literally, even at six figures, in some areas of California, you can't afford to live. There's a homeless encampment. I don't know if you guys have heard of the hobo jungle. Hey, DJ Radish, have you ever heard of the hobo jungle? You know what that is? Well, this, you know, it's in Silicon Valley. I heard about this on the way into the show. Silicon Valley, there's 65 acres of homeless encampments. I don't know how, I, I can't recall off the top of my head how big an acre is, but 65 acres of encampments. 
you might even have to Google for me. It's it's the largest homeless encampment in the continental United States. How big of an area sixty five acres is? But this is this is what the liberal policies here in California have done to us. They tax and spend, but where does the money go? It's even with entitlement programs. Why, if the tax and spend entitlement programs worked, why would we have just in Silicon Valley 65 acres of a homeless encampment? This is on top of the Santa Ana homeless encampments that we had down there, which was called Tent City. This is on top of the homeless encampments in LA, which were responsible for some of the fires that we had that burned record fires in, uh, I think it was November and December of just this past year that were started by the homeless encampments. We had homeless encampments here in in, in San Diego that that be, turned in, uh, into a hepatitis C, I think it was, or B, I think it was a hepatitis C epidemic across the state. We are at a crisis point in California. We cannot afford to bring any more illegals in. And that's the ones that don't turn right around and rape and murder people, of which the mayor in Oakland you know, gives, you know, starts screaming down the street, hey, ICE is coming. So that's the state of the homeless here. And what they're trying to do is come up with different ways to try to solve the problem. But many of them, you know, we, there was a, quote, vagrant in, um, in I think it was, um, might have been, oh, it was Ventura, who walked into a restaurant and stabbed a man in front of his kid the other day. So we've got we've got these homeless encampments. Many of them are mentally ill. So what they tried to do in Santa Ana was take some of these homeless people and put them in a motel. Many of them for thirty days, just at least to get them off the streets, so that they could get rid of the literally tons of human waste that were on the streets in Santa Ana. Which is why we have a scourge and epidemic of disease as a result uh, of these encampments. And many of them refuse to go to a hotel because they don't necessarily they don't want to abide by the rules or they're either mentally ill or drug addicts and they don't want to come off the drugs it's not they the very reasons why they're on a street in, in the first place 65 acres is about a third the whole size of the Qualcomm Stadium area oh, that's parking huge. lot stadium area that's huge that's 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 an enormous area this is a huge problem in our state one of the solutions they tried to come up with was to try to put little small homes in the backyards of property owners in Orange County. And I think it's in, in in Irvine specifically. You cannot buy a home for under a million dollars in Irvine. It's worse than San Diego and Irvine. So you own a home in Irvine that you're in for about $2 million for, and you're being told right now that you're that uh, something's wrong with you and you're a bigot if you don't want homeless people to be put up in your backyard in, in one of them little mini houses that happened after Katrina. I don't know if you guys saw the little mini houses that many people were living in. There's like these little tiny, tiny houses that you can get from Home Depot that a lot of people lived in after Katrina and during which they were rebuilding. You're a bigot. If you if if you're living in Orange County and you don't want uh, any of the homeless set up in your backyard, which also proves the point in socialist America that you know it's just another reason that you you you're not really ever a property owner because the government you know it, it can take it from you if you ain't paying that property tax bill, and then they can take your entire property from you if they decide to for eminent domain. And I predict that that's where it's going next. I predict that they're going to say under eminent domain that they have the right to take part of your property 
Because if you remember during the Obama administration, he had come up with some low-cost housing plan that basically was based on the idea that, you know, why should somebody in Rancho Santa Fe, for example, how come, you know, it's not fair that uh, only rich people get to live in Rancho Santa Fe. So maybe the taxpayer should pay for low-cost housing projects so poor people can live in Rancho Santa Fe too. So that's what's coming in some of this. All right, I'm curious what you guys think about uh, um, whether or not you would be. Does it make somebody a bigot if they don't want homeless people living in their backyard? I don't know, 888-344-1170. We're going to take a break, then we're going to get into the final segment of the Andrea K. Show. Don't go anywhere. Be sure to follow Andrea K. on Twitter at Andrea K. Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. spelled K-A-Y-E. Many of us know how high school today is not the same as the high school in the 60s and 70s. Pressure to achieve, the competitiveness, the anxiety to fit in, and the loneliness has made being a teenager a pretty tough job today. In Bob Walter's book, Facing Reality in American Education, he looks at ways to help young people understand how amazing they really are, for students to discover their gifts and talents, to excel and be all they can be. I'm sure you agree. Buy your copy or register for our next conference at bobwalters.net. Every great team has a great coach. Every great coach has a great strategy. Let Al Arias and the AV Arias Company create the winning tax strategy for your small business. Instead of waiting until the fourth quarter to create your tax strategy playbook, don't let the IRS blow the whistle on your financial growth and profitability. Contact Al Arias and the AV Arias Company to set up your tax strategy huddle by calling 619-296-2123 or visit avariasco.com. That's avariasco.com. Sun Garden Terrace, license number 374-603-437. Keith needed a little help with meals and housework, but his beloved wife, Cecilia, suffers from Alzheimer's. So Keith found the perfect place where they could both get the level of care they needed, but still be together at Sun Garden Terrace Retirement Community in Lemon Grove. Sun Garden Terrace has a place for people that have Alzheimer's. At night, I always have her in there in case she has a problem. I have a bedroom upstairs for her. If she were in my bedroom, there's always a cord on the wall you pull if you got a problem. Keith still keeps fit. Exercise is really good exercise. It's not just flimsy exercise. You really feel it. And he knows Cecilia is always safe. The best thing is the number of caregivers they have here. You don't have to search for one when you need one. Keith and Cecilia still together after 48 years at Sun Garden Terrace where there's such a lot of living to do. To schedule your private tour and delicious lunch, visit sungardenterrace.com or call 619-464-CARE. That's 619-464-CARE. Pain. I'll say it again. Pain. Sadly, it's a word that's all too familiar. If you suffer from situational or persistent pain, please try Topperson Pain Relief Cream. Topperson Pain Relief Cream contains 11 natural biomedicines, including arnica, echinacea, along with other natural ingredients that target the underlying inflammation that's causing your pain. Though results may vary, Topperson has been helping people overcome pain for 25 years. So if you experience arthritis, back, neck, and joint pain, stiffness, cramping, and more, Topperson Pain Relief Cream should be your next purchase. If Topperson isn't the best pain relief cream you've ever tried, please return your unused portion for a 100% money-back guarantee. Topperson is available at Whole Foods, Sprouts, Pharmaca, Bed Bath & Beyond, Jimbo's, Lazy Acres, and at Amazon and Walmart.com. Pain-free, live-free. 
Topperson, rub it in. In America, someone coming from nothing really can create unlimited success for themselves and their family. Larry Elder, the sage from South Central here with my friend Aaron, founder of California Deluxe Windows, a true American success story. Aaron, I've recommended you to my friends, and they are so happy with the work you've done. Thank you, Larry. That really means a lot. We all know Larry is one of the smartest and most discerning people. So if you are selecting windows and doors, listen to Larry's sage advice and call California Deluxe Windows will do for you what we did for Larry's friend and family. For the best quality windows and doors made in America, call Aaron at California Deluxe Windows. Ask about 20% off your entire order and one-year interest-free financing. California Deluxe Windows, 888-NEW-WINDOWS. 888-NEW-WINDOWS. He will indeed say, Your house can be covered with potato chips, and we wouldn't crack one. CSLB number 774518. Some restrictions apply. AM 1170, The Answer. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to the Andrea K Show, 888-344-1170 if you'd like to be a part of the show. And I do have a couple of callers holding on the line. So first I'm going to go to Al from Lemon Grove. Hey, Al, welcome to the Andrea K Show. Hi there. Hi, what's on your mind, friend? I, I, I still hear the music. In the, oh, okay, there it goes. Okay. <laughs> uh, listen, um, <clears throat> a while back, uh, Roger Hedgecock, about seven, eight years ago, was talking about how the left operates, and somebody emailed him, and he said, our movement can't be stopped. And I stopped and thought about what could possibly make a guy so damn arrogant. It's because he knew the history of the GOP. The GOP is very vulnerable to victim groups because they, they don't want to be embarrassed in public. And I formulated the thing that, that, that has uh, caused the Democrats to create deliberately all these victim groups and to paste them all together into a mighty force against the establishment. And it goes like this. You can't say no to our helpless victim who can't fend for himself. So you have to adopt our ways, not yours. And it works every time. And the reason Trump has gotten into so much controversy is because he's fighting against that. He's, he's trying to mm-hmm. uh, put in a merit-based society mm-hmm. rather than a victim-based society. And it's a big, big struggle because you have too many weaklings in the, in the GOP who, who, who don't want to be embarrassed, who, who, who want them to shut up, who want, who, who want them to just go away. We'll just appease these groups mm-hmm. and, and somehow it'll all go away. Right. And it's exactly like not dealing through strength with North Viet, uh, North uh, North Korea. You know, you've always got to be dealing uh, from strength. So that, that, yeah. that's how they put this thing together. But but the, uh, they they feel that you cannot say no to their helpless victims, right. and that's why they 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 jealously try to keep them together and and keep them feeling that the enemy is at the gate, and only we can save you. Well, yeah, that's so perfectly articulated, Al. I mean, that's been the, that's been the the play, the the perfectly played out cultural Marxist movement on the part of the left in terms of dividing everybody up into victims groups and defining uh, the bad guy as the Republican Party, and then preying upon the goodwill of conservatives who do have a heart, unlike the left, and you know, it, and exactly. beating exactly. beating the yeah beating the Republicans down with the with the PC stick of if you want to enforce immigration laws, you hate brown people. If you don't want to pay for a woman's abortions or birth control, you hate women. You know, if yeah. if you don't want to go with 
uh, government-controlled health care. You hate sick people, even though we can see what happened over in Britain with government-controlled health care to where they literally choose who lives or dies. But I think the American people voted for President Trump because they can see they're tired of that. They're tired of being told that they're bigoted if they want to put America first because, because they could see the result. Unfortunately, the Republican Party let this go on for so long that, that that we've almost lost our country and the american the people bush are trying family. to take it back yep the bush family was the underminer you know because yes. there isn't a dime's worth of difference between the bushes and the democrats everything that gw d- did was it was out of the democrat playbook i, <laughs> I absolutely agree with you i was in, one of- including the thing he did in 08 when when he said the only way to save the free enterprise system is to violate it. Yes. Remember when he said that in in, in September? Yeah. Good grief. What yeah. you're telling us is that, 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 that liberal policies are the ultimate solution to everything, you moron. Exactly. You move from, from the, your party and go to the <laughs> other one. Exactly. Um, W's W's uh, compassionate conservatism was basically liberalism. And, you know, <laughs> and that's exactly what it is. Al, thank you so much for calling in. I got to go to my other caller before we run out of time. I appreciate everything you said, Al, dead on as usual. Because, um, Al, I think that's the same Al who emails me on a regular basis and he's always dead on. Uh, holding on the phone is Donald Ross. Hi, Donald. Welcome to the Andrea K. Show. Oh, can't, can't believe I got on the show, Andrew. Thank you very much. Um, I'm a homeless man here in San Diego, and that's all I wanted to say. You know, don't judge the homeless people. I don't. Well, I realize realize the the camp and the filthiness and the disease and everything else. Well, there's there's I cannot afford it. Well, that that was that's when been one of my points is that I we got a job we I have yes. a job. Well, see, that's that's I still can't afford to live here. <laughs> exactly, that's been one of my key points about the homeless problem that we've yeah. got yeah. is that and we've I, got yeah. we've got people well, making six figures, Don. That are that are living a, a, out of their RV or out of their car because the liberal policies right. have made it so unaffordable here. That's right. why we can't afford to bring more people into this country who can't afford it no. because people but like yourself. Begging. There's two hundred of them down there. They're just begging to get in this country. But you know what, Don? As I said on my show last week, if there was true compassion for them, they would be told to stay in Tijuana, where they speak the language, could get a job, and could afford to live. Because stay in Guatemala, well, or Honduras, wherever they came from. Well, yeah, that's a Let's good point help them too. Out right there in their own backyard. Well, the problem with that is, and that's an excellent point because Lindsey Graham talked about that today on um, Fox. He said, you know, they're coming here claiming asylum, and asylum is only supposed to be granted for people that are that are politically persecuted. Persecuted, so then Lindsey Graham says that the solution is that we help them out economically at home. You're not supposed to be granted asylum for economic reasons. There are billions of people around this world, the majority of which are poor and broke, and we have people like you in our country that are, and they all want to come here. And then what happens to people like you? What happens to our homeless veterans? We have got to start putting our American citizens first. We uh, unfortunately for many of the homeless people, we uh, as Father Joe from Father Joe Villages would say, um, unfortunately, many of the homeless people are mentally ill or drug addicts, and that's why uh, Brother Joe, as I call him, would would say, "Don't give them." The only ones I know, ma'am. The only ones I know, they're they're crazy, mentally ill, you know, starving to death. They can't help themselves. Well, um, we have I'm a not one of those people, but I I get off my butt and I go to work every day. But man, it's well, tough out here. It is when it's and when yes. it's four dollars for you, for a gallon of gas, five dollars for a loaf of bread. 
Wait, it's it's almost impossible for anybody, even with a job here. You know, it's it's cost seventeen hundred dollars a month just for a little tiny studio apartment. We've got to deal. Right. We've got to take care of our citizens. We've got to deport those that don't belong here, and we've got to start to coming up with policies and regulations that are going to help and decreasing regulations to unleash the free market, so that we can bring 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 wages up, so that people like you can afford to live and bring the cost of living down. That's what oh, we ma'am. need to do. I just called to say that. Even myself, people hate me because I am homeless. Well, nobody should I'm hate American. anybody. I love my country. That's I, I right. I believe in everything. I love your show. Well, thank you. But, I don't uh, believe in hating anybody. Um, actually, no, I don't believe it. Me. Well, Trust nobody me. should. Nobody should hate you. Hopefully, um, you know, you're able to I'm get a homeless guy. You know. Well, you know what? We've we've got many of our veterans who are heroes who fought for this country that are living on the streets. And so we we need to do better. I think we've got some good programs here in San Diego and hopefully um you know you're you you've got some you're being able to take advantage of some of those programs to assist like uh, Father Joe's villages and um and others. Um Don, it looks like I've only got a minute left. Thank you so much for calling in and I hope you do keep yeah. us abreast of You get back on your shoulder, girl. All right, I thank you, you so much. Thank you so much. Um, wow. You know, what a, what a great couple of calls here. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's when you have cost of living, like we do here, it's, it's almost impossible. There's no way that those people down on the border that are being brought here can afford to live here. And so they either become a burden of the state, even then when they're on the state uh, under entitlement programs, you still can't afford to live here. They just can't. There's no compassion in, in enticing people to come here that can't afford to live here. Now, tomorrow is Tuesday's show, Taco Tuesday. I'm going to be right back here from 6 to 7 p.m. Thank you, DJ Radish. Two nights in a row. Did a great job for me. I appreciate it. DJ Carrot Sticks will be back. And I hopefully, I hope you will, too. Thank you so much. Love you all. Have a great night, everybody.